Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So, Vic, do you think you might have ADHD? Well, listeners keep emailing me telling me that they think I do, so probably. Mind you, listeners also email us saying we talk too much about your mum's feet. So, what do they know? Yeah, fair enough. I honestly had no idea about the connection between overdrinking and ADHD until we started this podcast. About 40% of people that have had any sort of drinking issues also apparently have ADHD. Whenever we chat to ex-drinkers, this comes up more than you'd believe. If you have ADHD or suspect you might or just want to learn about this link, then we would encourage you to check out the I Have ADHD podcast. It's the place where adults with ADHD find research-based information, validation and tons of support. This is the best way to feel less alone and hear some of the answers to the questions you've been sitting with for too long. You'll hear detailed descriptions of what it means to have ADHD and enjoy interviews with the foremost experts in the industry so that you don't have to read those ADHD books that are collecting dust on your shelf. Yeah. Listen to the I Have ADHD podcast and learn how ADHD affects every aspect of your life. From the boardroom to the bedroom. In the podcast, you'll also hear about their ADHD coaching program, which is called Focused. Focused is made up of three pillars, courses, coaching and community. It is designed to help you build your own self-improvement program and is perfect for the ADHD brain. And you can get $50 off the course just by using the code SOBER, S-O-B-E-R. So if you're tired of feeling stuck and don't know where to start, listen to the I Have ADHD podcast. I always remember when I was trying to moderate, I was so desperate to do it. If there was one wish, one wish I could have in my whole life, it would have been to be able to moderate. That is what I wanted more than anything in the world, to moderate with alcohol. So it was like a dream. It was like a daydream, really. It was a dream, and I tried for it, and I couldn't get it. But if you gave me one wish, it would have been that. And what about now, Lucy? Now you're seven months sober nearly. I mean, do you still wish one day you could be a moderate drinker? I would love to be, yeah, I'd love to be. But I know, I absolutely know 100% I couldn't be. And that knowing, I guess, is enough, isn't it? Because you get to know your behaviour. You know yourself by now. Mm. You know yourself after 26 years of binge drinking that that behaviour is just so repetitive and boring, as we talked about in the last podcast. You know that behaviour and you're just going to be kidding yourself if you think that's going to happen one day. I've got no intentions of trying to attempt that ever again in my life. Because that's what you've been doing for years. Yeah, what's the point? What's the point? But what about you? What about you? Tell us about your moderation and how wonderful you were at it. Yeah, that was amazing. (laughs) One drink on the bus on the way home, that was it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not at all. (laughs) I call it the moderation pixie because I I felt like when I was drinking that there was almost like an outside force that was making me drink more. It was almost like a horrible little pixie cackling on my shoulder going, go on, you know you're going to do it anyway. Come on, join the party, have some fun. You can't moderate, you can't moderate. So I, I would find myself at the beginning of an evening trying to ignore the pixie that was on my shoulder and trying to pretend to be a good drinker. So I'd sit with my first glass of wine, take a sip, you know, with my pinky finger sticking out, looking all sophisticated, like something out of a 
The Great Gatsby or something. <laughs> Although I probably didn't look like that. I'm sure you pulled it yeah. off wonderfully. I think if you poke your finger out, it means you look like something out of The Great Gatsby. <laughs> I don't know where you heard that, but no. yeah, okay. All That's right. how I felt. <laughs> and I just thought, right, look at me now. Look at me, everybody. I can drink this drink, this one drink, very, very slowly. Look how good I am at moderating. But after that second drink, after that first drink, rather, I was leaning into what the pixie had to say. And the pixie would be saying, come on. You know you want another one. Don't be boring. Enjoy yourself. You you deserve another drink. So I would start leaning into him like, what's the pixie going to tell me? And by the end of the night, the pixie was my best mate. Yeah, like yeah. everybody in the room. Yeah, I was doing the conga with him. <laughs> he sounds like a right old bastard. Yeah, no, it was a good laugh, actually. <laughs> He was the one who got you in all the trouble. Yeah, he was. He was having the time of his life. Yeah, I, you I quite make liked a tit the pixie. Yourself. Nothing I mean, more amusing I, than watching it, someone else make a yeah. fool of himself. The pixie was sat on a horrible little podium, pointing and laughing at me by the end of the night. <laughs> Dance harder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, I didn't like the pixie the next day. I can tell you that. I felt pretty awful. So what what I'm saying is that I my moderation was having one drink and then getting the bowl and then getting the other bottle and then just going into every other night. So it was hard. I think I was trying to prove to myself that I could moderate during that very short period of having that one glass, but then I never, ever did. Having that first drink meant I carried on. So I think in my brain, every time I went out, I was like, yeah, everything in moderation. That always comes up, doesn't it? Everything in moderation. Mm. So I thought I can be that person. Everything in moderation, I deserve to have a few drinks. Yes. But of course, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. And I mean, you just said something about, you know, in the time it takes to have that first drink. And I think that's really important here because it is quite incredible how everything can change Mm. in the time it takes to drink a glass of wine or a beer. Gosh, How can you change so massively? And when I have never done heroin, I will just put that out there, disclaimer, I've never done heroin. But I've obviously seen people take it on on shows and on movies and things. And I often would liken that to how I felt after I had just one drink. It just was such a massive release. I could almost feel the alcohol running through my body and making everything feel a million times better. Just from that one drink, it's such a powerful drink and it changes everything. And if you're like us, you really can have brilliant intentions one drink, what happens in that time is quite incredible and it changes everything. And that's where the problem starts when it comes to finding the stop button and the moderation as well. It reminds me of those water towers. You know the water towers you used to watch on TV getting exploded? Do you ever used to watch that, like the crumbling of these? Oh, yeah, It was yeah. always on Blue Peter yeah. or something. <laughs> I used to fight, be up and solid like those water towers at the beginning of the yeah. evening. After that one drink, it was like I had been exploded. That is the difference. It was like everything had crumbled and I was like my elbow was being twisted in every direction. I was like, yeah, let's go up to the bar. Why have another drink? Let's get the bottle and a round of shots. Yeah. There was nothing in between. It was like, I'm either going to do this or I'm not. I'll have one drink. Now I'm in. Let's party. And that's it. And it's just all over, just like that, isn't it? Hi there. I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I think every single one of you will benefit from. It's called Therapy Works and it's hosted by me, Julia Samuel. I'm a best-selling author and psychotherapist. I invite you into my therapy room where I speak to either a known or unknown guest. 
Topics range from the difficulties of divorce, a life-changing illness, to the struggles of motherhood. Search Therapy Works now wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? No, it's probably ones with moody, moody sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yes, yes. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. <laughs> You can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audiobook will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry, and cringe, and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny-weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. (laughs) My teeny little wooden heart. His his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. (laughs) 